Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Boys and girls, it's time to rock and roll. Let the party begin. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. Because I've been an editor for nine years, um, I edit other bands' videos in Brooklyn, and um, I edit my own. It's not. You made this video? Obviously. What this bitch said. Eight maids are milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, five golden. That, sir, is what makes you a great damn American. God bless you. Thank you very much, Kevin. Bean, you. And then we fell in love. Okay. No, really. He wrote me beautiful letters. And they're great letters. We fell in love. All right, let's see if uh, Jesse can have us go out on a high note here. Hey, Jesse. Oh, hello. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. West side. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. It sounds racist. And now. Happy Friday. Da, 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 da. Happy Friday. Our feature presentation. Yeah, you're. Thank you. Taking that back. It's hurtful. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Beach. It's Friday morning, the 30th of November. What's up, kids? Hi. Does it bother? It was pretty any- close to hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> Please call us back, Jesse. We want to learn more about you. Does it bother anyone else? You guys are going to think this is dumb, but I gotta, I gotta get it off my chest because now it's all I'm thinking about. Does it bother you guys that November only has thirty days and not thirty-one? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh, I'm serious. I'm serious because look, look, look. In my mind, October, November, December are a team, okay? They are locked in together. <laughs> they, are. they are they are the fourth quarter. They are the months of the holidays. That's your October Halloween, your Thanksgiving is November, and your Christmas is December. They're like I said, they're they're locked in. They're together. They should all be the same, okay? It seems unfair to me that October has 31 <laughs> days <laughs> and then November only gets 30 and then December back to 31. What's that about? Do you think if Bean didn't have a radio show, he would be doing this just to himself? 100%. Like king of comedy style yeah. in a basement. Yeah, well, Donna would have left him a long time ago yeah. if he how didn't do you, have this How do you know she didn't? Oh. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> sure spends a lot of time away. Huh. Um, but doesn't that bother you guys at all? A Not little even bit? a little. Hey, come on. How ca- how 
can it? It's but been that way your whole life. It's not like they changed it last week. Right, but it just... So who cares? It just... It's the learn symmetry. It. You go it's to school when you're a kid, you learn it, and you go, okay, 30 days, great. Mm-hmm. No, I got That's that. That's the last I, thought you have of it for the rest of your life. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and think it's November 31st. I know it's not, but my point is it would look better and feel better if it were. That's what I'm saying. I just... I just, I mourn that lost day. To be honest. You don't mourn a lost day, first of all. And second of all, it's an even number. You like even better than odd, don't you? I do, but I want All right, well, 30 is good. Yeah, but I want them all to match. I mean, Uh, you would rather see 17, 17, 17 than 17, 16, 17. I wouldn't care at all. Go ahead, Allie. It bothers me that you don't feel the same remorse for September. And I know you're talking about holidays, but September Mm -hmm. really kind of ramps up everything. The kids are back in school. There's a change in the air. And that month only has 30. So I feel like like you're being a dick. It doesn't bother me at all. Because Because he's a September dick. That's what he is. It's not part of the October, November, December club. That's why. No one looks at those three months like a club either. (laughs) They're months. Well, Well... they're not a club. I don't like it. I'm just Who looking. Gives the- I'm just. That was you very, <laughs> very close to swearing, did you? <laughs> I'm just. We're truly <laughs> ignoring the problem of February, which I do have a problem with. I think that February being that far All off. Right, of- you get out. All right. Oh, hold All on. Right. Let, let the man talk. Sure. Here's Give what I'm the drummer saying. some. Is that <laughs> that date? It's almost like a month that doesn't even exist amongst the other months. Mm-hmm. That's the real black sheep of the year. Well, February to me. I actually enjoy it. I'll tell you why. Oh. I, I, no, I see your oh, point. See, double standard right no, here. No, 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 no. February, I have strong February feelings. February is Pluto. It February is. is the little oddball oh, yeah. on the outside of the solar system that isn't quite as cool as everybody else, but because he's beat up on and, and, and crapped on, I root for February. Mm. See, I, I feel bad. I guess I root for him in front of his face, but behind his back, I feel as if he's not given a first date. stop it with that? <laughs> <laughs> so if you could, Judson, if yeah. you were running things, if they came to you and said, we're making you king, yes. would you shave some of those 31s off and give them to February Absol- and make and even oh. it all out, have Absol- a lot more 30s? Kevin, Absolutely. Kevin. I'd give the squirt of the, Kevin, of the litter some. Right? Kevin, we got to go. This is ridiculous. This has gotten insane. <laughs> oh, and Jensen's just kidding based on being serious. No, oh, I, he's not. I'm not. I I think February deserves more dates. No, and also, we no, give it boy, to it. Your boy's a problem. By wow. the way, we give it to it during leap year. We almost uh-huh. feel bad for it every few years, and then we say, you know what? Give him one. Stop it! That really is... That really is just teasing February yeah, once is. every four years by saying, oh, no, you can play too. And yeah. then the next year comes around and they go, beat it, kid. Exactly. It's, Seriously! It's like if You're they You're going to stop this shit right now. It's you know like that? if they put Brad stop. Williams... Stop! I cannot believe this! <laughs> it's like if they put Brad Williams on the Warriors. And every few years, let him play. <laughs> Kevin, you're telling me, and I'm going to brace myself here for the answer. Because Here's what I'm telling you. No, let me, fin- let, me finish, let me finish the question. All right. I'm going to brace myself for the answer because I feel you're like you're about to disappoint me. You're about to disappoint your family. Mm. Uh, America's fine. America's fine. Mer- if, America's if, not fine. Sorry. If, <laughs> if they came to you and they said, Kevin, we've decided. We took a vote and you get to design the calendar again. We get to start from scratch and you get to change whatever you want. I would say want. no thanks. Is there anything important? that I need to do. You wouldn't make it better? No. You it would wouldn't just say, be better. It would just be different. You would just say, oh, th- it sucks the way it is, but I'm fine. It doesn't to- suck the way it is. <laughs> You're like the guy who it doesn't vote and complains about the world. It just is what it is. You learn that in grade school. You move on. You never give it another thought. 
But why can't we make it better? Look, because a lot that's of th- not making it better. It's just changing it. All right, you're going to think this is a crazy comparison. I but, think this whole thing is crazy. But <laughs> slavery was what it was. But somebody came along and said, hey, Dear you know what? God. There's a better way. And then we, as, as a nation, we said, okay, let's do something different that's better. We can't just accept it because it's always been that way. He's just trolling us now, Alan. Yeah, he's, he's the king trolling. of whataboutism right now. Yeah. I, I, don't like, I don't like that November. Right. Gets, no that's, one gives a crap. I just well, can't believe we have to do a radio show for the rest of the day. Day with a slave owner. <laughs> I can't be uh, we, while Bean and I, we were the ones who were standing up telling people that everyone's Stop equal. It. That's right. We have one Why guy. don't you just poop on the Emancipation Stop Proclamation, it. Kevin? Why don't you just do that while you're at it? Ugh, I'm disgusted. I quit. Thank God, finally. <laughs> Let's talk about today's Seven and Beat Show, shall we? Well, that's kind of rare for a young, hip soul brother like you. <laughs> uh, keep it 100 because it's Friday. Yeah, love that. Brand new internet roundup on today's show. Mm-hmm. We have comedian Bill Burr. Love Bill. Nice. Who's better than him? He's uh, certainly one of the best in the world. Uh, comedian Louis Anderson. Wow. Oh. How about that? There's a lot of show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cheers with Beer Mug. Nice. He went to a bar and asked people if they died, what would they be embarrassed by that was would be found in their house? Oh. Which is a pretty complex question. Oh, no. <laughs> but he's able to pull it off right. somewhat. Plus, we've got your tickets for K-Rock's uh, Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas and Bud Light Backstage Passes as well. We will take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. If we get to revisit that, uh, if you could change the calendar conversation later today. Oh, do maybe you, take Massa? Some, maybe take some calls. That's okay. Really a, that's good. I'm in. Yeah, let's I'd do it. it. Yeah, that sounds a, great. That's a hot one. Hey, speaking of uh, Cage the Elephant, they have been uh, teasing on their social media channels lately that they are completely done with the new record. And any day now, we should be seeing new Cage music. I like that band a lot. So, same. Same. That'd be fine. Hey, uh, Allie's here with our first look at what's happening here on this Friday. Good morning, Allie. It's Friday, Yay. first of all. Um, guy named Rob actually just emailed and said, Folks, what odd manner of complete and utter bollocks are you talking about this morning? You're throwing off my shower ritual. Fire beer mug. I don't know what... Uh, what he'd be doing in the shower. Right. Maybe he was so riveted he couldn't get in the shower yet, or maybe he was trying to drown himself during that conversation. I don't I know, but it. I we need to save Rob, and I apologize for Bean mm-hmm. and Jensen. Okay. And fire beer mug. Yes, he did add fire beer mug, okay, which I, I do enjoy. We should all agree on something. Absolutely not. Guys, I had a really rough night last night. You did? What oh. happened? Um, you were worried about the months? No, no. Let me I guess, saw. let me guess, let me guess. Okay. Uber Eats would not deliver. Uh, I don't do Uber Eats. I do Postmates. Postmates right. was closed for the night. Well, it was. So you had to starve. It was a little late because it was raining, so everything was kind of pushed back. That was part of it. Okay. Uh, let me guess. Um, there were no Christmas movies on last night. That's ridiculous, first of all. That's a great of course, <laughs> that would never happen. And okay. B, I have a whole thing in my DVR, okay. so we're good. Oh, what could it have been? Kevin, you got one? I don't. Hmm. Um, no. Y- your batteries ran out? Um, first of all, gross. <laughs> Second of all, everyone has a Hitachi that you can plug in. Okay. okay? Right. Come right. on. All right, I think we're, I think we're out. <sighs> Netflix canceled Daredevil. It will not see a fourth oh, season. Oh, I didn't hear that. This that is... going to be my next guest. Yeah. Yeah, sad bassoon indeed. This is uh, no. They were just tweeting uh, like three weeks ago about a fourth season, and everyone was like, "Oh, maybe this will escape that whole Marvel cutting from Netflix." Because what? Uh, 
Luke Cage, Iron Fist, gone. So people were like, ooh, Jessica Jones, watch your back, girl. But now, no more Daredevil. Call now. Don't. No, we don't need anyone to call now. If you're upset as well. So here's what Netflix said We are tremendously proud of the show's last and final season. And although it's painful for the fans, we feel it's best to close this chapter on a high note. No, Netflix. (laughs) No, it is not. So I need someone to explain to me. Is this all just... I know that Netflix and Marvel have had issues in the past between... They had 13 episodes. They wanted them to cut to 10. Daredevil has had a whole revolving uh, showrunner scene. They've had showrunner issues with all the Marvel shows. Is this them cutting all the Marvel so they then move to the Disney platform? Or do they retain any sort of right in any way? No, it's all going to Disney. I think it's Disney, yeah. Do you think? I know. Yeah, no, they're, they're, because basically what will end up happening is they own the characters, mm-hmm. so you can still have them come into the Disney. Like, it would be terrible for Netflix because it would just be advertising the Disney uh, streaming service. So does that mean when the Disney service gets up and running at the end of next year that they could bring back Daredevil? Yes. Or would they have to bring it back in a different form? No, they could do exactly... They could do the same, same show. show. Yeah, same way Brooklyn Nine-Nine showed up in a different channel. Like, all the people are picking up shows and running with them. Yeah, because studios own them, and Marvel would own them, and now they could put them on Disney. All right, so you just it's Makes just a, it's pressing pause rather than well, that's the hope. It yeah, better yeah. be. Yeah, okay. but they good. already You're have uh, Jessica Jones and Punisher awaiting their next season on Netflix. So no word on if those are just going to be scrapped totally. I wouldn't buy a vacation but... home if I worked on those shows. <laughs> but though I think Punisher's already done. It's in the can. Yeah, well, I'm saying so... moving on. Like as far as new production, I, I you know. I was, was Daredevil probably. your favorite, Ali? Yes, Daredevil. I love Daredevil so, so much. I'm sorry. I watched it, but <laughs> I fell asleep. Okay, that's not even true. There's no way you fall asleep during Daredevil. If so, get checked. Something is wrong with your ticker and your soul and your genitals. What? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Listen, I'm like I said, I'm very upset. And then things got so much better oh. when I saw a tweet about a pretty substantial rumor that when I read it, I was like, well, this makes uh, this makes so much sense. The world needs this right now. Tom Hanks is reportedly in talks to play Geppetto. Yeah! The puppet! No, the, the puppet daddy to Pinocchio. He's... He made Pinocchio. You guys, Geppetto. What? He's everything that's good in by... the world. <laughs> I can't. What sound does he make again? And the guy that did all the Paddington films, he's directing. Paul King. You guys, don't care about that. Everyone cares about Geppetto and Pinocchio. I absolutely do not care. Oh, is that true? <laughs> you guys you really guys don't care, do you? Um, See, they don't care. I, I don't. I really? Mean, I do kind of want to see it, but then you said puppet daddy, and now I'm super creeped out. <laughs> so, who's your puppet daddy? That's actually, I just don't care at all. No? So, you don't care about Aladdin? You don't no, care no, about Lion King? I definitely King. don't think I care about the Lion No. These live no. action things? Not really, no. Dumbo? That I really don't because it, uh, that, <gasps> that, that, did you see it? It was fine, but it was like it's kind of the same movie. Does that make any sense uh, to you? No, yes. because th- no. Did you see the trailer for Dumbo? Yes, yes. It, they have a, a shot where it looks like Dumbo's a juggalo. He's got like uh, clown makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, it'd be the best. If that, that was the storyline, I would watch. Now that's a different movie. <laughs> Dumbo becomes a ju- Dumbo juggalo. 
I like it. Oh, I just pitched that. I think I got a deal. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Um, when Tim Burton is doing Dumbo and you say it looks just like Dumbo, get your eyes checked, dudes. Get your soul checked. Get your genitals checked. Number one, like, I don't know where that, that plays it. into it because you've done that twice now. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, um, but I will say, I didn't care about Alice in Wonderland. He did that. Okay. He, he just remakes the movies and they do them in uh, live action color. I don't know. I don't. Do you? Am I alone? No. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. It's the I same mean, movie. It's, that's not to say if it if it comes out and it gets word of mouth right or whatever, maybe yeah. I'll go. Maybe. Sure. But I'm not excited just, now about it. No. It's hurtful, and I don't know who these people are. Okay. I don't want to see the Simpsons as humans. Like I'd leave them as cartoons. Like I, I want to keep them cartoons. Yeah, well, you're obviously about keeping people where they are, keeping your <laughs> finger right on top of them so they don't change or grow. And I think that's a problem that maybe we can address off the air, Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you in the office. Okay. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Ben Stiller, Kaylee Cuoco, Kyle Garcia Bernal. Oof. Chrissy Teigen, Steve Aoki, Ryan Murphy. Did I say Billy Idol? Uh, no. Just now. Billy yeah. Idol, you guys. <laughs> Happy birthday. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I know you guys uh, saw this story yesterday of this uh, woman who uh, was very unhappy with the way Southwest Airlines treated her daughter as they were trying to board a flight. Mm -hmm. uh, the mom is 100% in the right here. The Southwest Airlines employee is 100% in the wrong. We all agree on that before we get into the, the specifics of it, right? That's my view, yeah. Same. Allie? Mm. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's find out. Let's story. For a Texas woman and her five-year-old daughter, a Southwest Airlines flight home turned into a social media nightmare. Tracy Redford says her daughter's unique name caught the attention of a Southwest Airlines gate agent. This is Absidy, but her name is spelled A-B-C-D-E. All right, Allie, your thoughts? <laughs> your mom's an asshole. <laughs> your mom is a complete and utter piece of crap for doing that to you knowing that everywhere you go people are going to be like absidy what is that well it's spelled a b c d e oh really that's the only reason she named her that was to get a response from people yeah probably i agree uh, you don't think she liked the name I think she liked people that went, oh, my God, that's so weird. That's so unique. That's so crazy. I think it's a look at me as a parent. Absolutely. Yeah, I do. Um, would it surprise you guys to know that there are hundreds of people, girls, in the United States named Absidy? It would because yes. I always thought that this was an urban legend. Me too. I always thought mm -hmm. it was, oh, I taught a student named Absidy. No, you didn't. No one did. It's just a story oh, that keeps going. I didn't, going. but a friend of mine right. heard from... Had right. you always heard that it was Absidy? Because I believe the pronunciation of A-B-C-D-E is crazy in this situation. Like, did What you, should it be? Well, I don't know. Oh. That's, I always heard that there were kids named A-B-C-D-E, but I just was like, how would you even say that? Right. Mm -hmm. But Absidy, has that always been the way that you've heard it yes. pronounced? I think so, yeah. Yes, Absidy. Because yeah. I like that name. Absidy? It, kind of. Does it oh, make no. a difference to you guys <laughs> in the reaction that this woman... Uh, again, we're all saying the Southwest Airlines lady who mocked a child is wrong. Yes. But does it make a difference in, in your opinion, Allie, if you find out that this name is way more common than you thought and there are hundreds of people with that No, name? it makes me more upset that there's hundreds of assholes naming their kids <laughs> Absidy. The, uh, the earliest... I did some, uh, some research on this. All yesterday. right. The earliest um, um, compilation of baby names... People names, really, in the United States goes back to the census of 1850 through 1860. That's my favorite decade. There were the 10 names. absides in between 1850 and 1860. The name goes back that far. 
And as of 2014, there were 328 uh, women in the United States that is named Absolute. Shocking. 328 yeah. as of 2014. I don't know if it's up or down since then. Wait, you said look, women. Are there any men? No, it's a girl's name. Huh. It's a girl's, it's a girl's, oh, yeah, girl's clearly, name, Kevin. Clearly. Yeah, 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 I should yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah. And apparently it's very popular in Hawaii. Apparently Hawaii has the most of them for some reason, which huh. is odd because in the Hawaiian uh, alphabet, there uh, some of those letters don't even exist. Huh. <laughs> you know, like the B is not even a Hawaiian Hawaiian letter. But anyway, let's hear some more about what happened to poor little Absidy. The gate agent started mocking my child's name, laughing, pointing at me and my daughter, and um, talking to other employees. So I turned around and just said, like, hey, I can hear you. So if I can hear you, my daughter can, too. Like, I'd appreciate if you just stop. Right. Well, Let the daughter on and then mock the mom yeah. endlessly. Yeah, once yeah. they walk away. Absolutely. Right. No, the gate agent is wrong in this. Absolutely. You don't mock a child. It's it's awful. And not but the child's fault at all. You had just better get used to it because this absolutely. is going to be the rest of her life. Is Buckle what up, Absidy. How old is Absidy? Five. Uh, I do know. I I do know a kid who has a sort of goofy kind like uh, name. Mm-hmm. If you say Lamangelo, I swear to God. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Okay. A, a goofy name, and and she's about seven or eight. And at school, she started asking on her own to be called her middle name, which is Kathleen. Right. So the child can make a decision eventually to be like, listen, my parents are idiots. Yeah. I don't want to be absidy for the rest of my life. But not normally five, so it's going to take her another three years. But three, what if four her years. middle name is F G H I J K? Well, then, do we know? Honestly. We, we actually don't. Fidget? Fidget? <laughs> Southwest Airlines has uh, has uh, issued a statement. We extend our sincere apology to the family. We take great pride in extending our Southwest hospitality to all of our customers, which lives by the golden rule, blah, 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 blah. So that's, uh, that's the story of uh, Absidy. So you say the Southwest Airlines agent is wrong, definitely, but you're not letting the mom off the hook. No. Oh, no. The, the mom is the idiot here. Yeah. Guys, She's the reason. I- I kind of like the name. I just don't like the spelling. Or do, we don't think Absidy is a weird name, right? Like, that's fine. I mean, I, mean, I think it's a weird name. Yeah, especially unusual. if it's spelled A-B-C-D-E. Yes, yeah. well, that's stupid. That's but my, stupid. But my name is Jensen. I have a unique name. Not a lot of people mm-hmm. have that. Yeah, but that's not just the first letters of the alphabet. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and that's true. I may be a little bit more on the mom's side because I've been calling when I lift my shirt up Ab City for years. Oh, right. oh, oh god. my god. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean. Rock Hey Muggs. Hey, Muggs is in here. Okay. Sure. Fine. Let's what just get right I? past that. Muggs is invited. All right. Uh, we're going to get into cheers with Beer Mug in a moment, but Muggs is actually going to be, uh, along with the rest of his B-team co-hosts from their podcast, is going to be doing an event next week that we wanted to mention. Yeah, this is a really awesome event. It's uh, Thursday before the weekend of Almost Acoustic Christmas. Uh, it's the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas No Bust Blackjack Tournament at the Hollywood Park Casino. No bust? No Hallie, bust. you can go. Oh, wow. wow. My God. That, but, but, honestly, wow. Honestly, that was you really, go. really well done. You should go to... <laughs> I, I really liked it. You should go to HR, though. <laughs> oh, oh wow. she will. Don't worry. She's keeping a running list. <laughs> All right, so Blackjack, we play Blackjack with you guys. Yeah, with uh, Dave and myself. Uh, Omar's going to be on the ones and twos. And if you want to win a pair of seats, you can enter for your chance over at krock.com. At the end of the tournament, the top five finalists will win a pair of K-Rock Absolute Almost 
acoustic Christmas tickets and a share of $4,000 cash money. What? Yeah. That's the best kind of cash. Yeah. Right? <laughs> cash money. All right, go to krock.com for all the details. Yep. What did you do on Cheers with Beer Mug this week? The topic this week uh, with Cheers with Beer Mug was what would be the one thing you'd be most embarrassed by somebody finding in your room after you died? And that is a, 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 a mouthful to say, and I don't know how I got it right. Every time I ask somebody this, but really? we had what? some. But you did. Which is crazy. <laughs> we had some great answers always on this edition of Cheers with Beer Mug. Beer Mug, he wants to go where everybody knows his name. Yeah. Asking questions with no shame. What do you? What do you? <laughs> He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Oh. Beer Mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Oh, 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 wow. Words are hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mugs, I'm not happy with... <laughs> Me? The lack, oh. the lack of drinking in this one. Really? Oh, no, really? I mean, you sound... Pretty sharp. Does that mean my tolerance is is? I lower you drink less. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I thought I was feeling a good buzz. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Jojo, what would be the one thing you'd be most embarrassed about them finding in your room after you died? But, you on my room, you're gonna find rags. Oh, my bank account. Don't tell my mom. And listen to me, Mr. Kevin and Mr. Bean. Uh, there you. You guys are my best friends in my head. So don't you tell my mom. That there's some big, I pretend like I don't have no money. <laughs> What's the deal? Oh, She's got a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, so her she mom must be giving her some. She has it stashed in a room? Yeah, <gasps> in her dresser drawer. Uh, and she always, her mom gives her money because she's always saying, I don't, I don't have enough. But she's rolling. Strong. Wow. She's rolling. That's right, a pretty good move. No one will ever find out about it. <laughs> right. That would be my most, I would be most, um, I would be most afraid of that. Because I lied. And I don't like lying because I'm a. I'm a Christian. Katie, what would be the one thing you'd be most embarrassed about them finding in your room after you died? My my old cell phone. Why? Why your old cell phone? There's a lot of bad things on old cell phones. <laughs> so there's either old texts, old pictures. For some weird reason, there's always been this big jar of coconut oil next to my flashlight. And I just don't move it. Mom, if you're listening, that you didn't hear that. Oh, dear. Do we need this? No. I appreciate his honesty. I, I will tell you, you will remember this, Kevin, that uh, Corolla had a business plan that he oh, used yeah. to talk about all the time where he was going to start a company yep. where you would sign up while you were still alive. And then at the event of your death, a team would go in. That'd be a, and a cleaner team. A cleaner yes. team. Yes. Forensically, they would remove all the porn from all of your devices uh, and anything you had hidden in your room so that your mom wouldn't find it. I always thought that's a genius brilliant. idea. Brilliant. That is pretty good. What about your auto blow? Do you have coconut oil for that? I'm going to have to plead the fifth on that one. Give me a shot. Uh, uh. <coughs> oh. I mean, so that. You don't edit this you, at all? Yeah, you, you had to keep that in. <laughs> well, Kevin was concerned that I wasn't drunk enough. So. Well, I'm saying you don't sound drunk so far, really, do you? He just gagged you on a shot. That was the worst shot of whiskey oh. I've ever taken in my life. Really? We couldn't tell. <laughs> Should I play it again or we sure, good? Sure, let's move hear it one more time. Again. Uh, let's move on. That time I really almost threw up into the microphone. I'm here with Dustin. Dustin, <laughs> what would be the one thing you'd be most embarrassed about somebody finding in your room after you died? At this point in time right now, I really don't have anything too embarrassing in my room. 
You talked to John C. Riley. <laughs> um, how about most proud of then? I would say the most proud of would be uh, any of the pictures that I have of my daughter and I, or just my daughter, uh, as she is the most important thing in my life. Aww. Well, you win uh, the best person in O'Grady's award tonight because. Um, I didn't think my emotional uh, heartstrings could be tugged at, at this bar, but they were. Well, awesome. Francis, what would be the one thing you'd be most embarrassed about somebody finding your room now after you drinking. died? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> now he's drinking. <laughs> Probably the pocket that I got from that sex shop. My mom's going to find it in my room when I, when I die. Maybe tonight. I might die tonight. Now she's going to find it. Oh, my God. That is Awesome! That is awesome. <laughs> that's why I took that shot. <laughs> yeah, you did. Should have taken it earlier. That's all I'm saying. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Look who got up in the middle of the night to be here on the Kevin and Bean Show, bright and early. You guys, comedian, actor, writer, producer, Bill Burr. Hey, with us on K Rock right now. Hey, Bill. How are you? You seem wide awake today. I thought you'd be dragging this early. Nah, you know, People I grew up, I had a paper route, and uh, I got a kid now, so I would probably, I got up maybe like an hour earlier than I normally do. I right? had a paper route, too, and I quit it when a dog chased me and bit my ankle. Oh, see, what I, I go did, for you. I brought a treat the next day. <laughs> oh, that's and the smart. dog came up, and I just, big German shepherd, I just threw it and went after that, and then every day I just brought one. and <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible job. Yeah. The paper I didn't route. mind it. No, it was I just, a great I job. You had a bean? Yeah, I had a paper route. I didn't mind it at all. Mm. Man, taught you about... I always had money. I had mm -hmm. no overhead. That's true. Right? <laughs> no debt, no credit card debt, no ex-wives or anything like that. You just like, like football cards and... Uh, sure. You know, getting a candy bar every once in a while. Kids, a paper that... route used to be a thing when there was a paper. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. It was actually on a piece of... Why would right. you print out tweets or, or stories from the internet, right. though, Kevin? I don't understand. <laughs> it's a different world now. Bill, is your life a great deal different having a uh, child? And the reason I ask you specifically is everybody's life changes, obviously, when they become a parent. But because of the kind of work you do and the traveling and everything that you do, has it changed a lot having a baby? I travel different. I don't go out for as long uh definitely FaceTime and all the t all the time but uh as far as like you know seeing the world differently maybe i mean somebody cuts me off in traffic you know occasionally i'll think ah that's somebody's kid <laughs> wow you know, like maybe you uh, soften just a little no if i if i you know beep at somebody i pull up next to them it's, it's more if they're older i go ah, that's somebody's mom that's somebody's grandmother i can't believe i just did that but other than that you know i'm pretty still, much the same yeah <laughs> I think a lot of that is like overrated and I think parents try to compete with each other with these you know going on and on about how much they change and like I don't even look at butterflies the same way anymore <laughs> you know what it is human beings it's like we're self-involved or maybe I'm so self-involved I'm putting that on everybody else but it's just like oh no I think you're right I think yeah, you're right too you know you meditate you get everything into yeah man and everything's all groovy and all that and then the, yeah the first thing that goes wrong you know you go to click on a website and it doesn't load you're like oh it's <laughs> <laughs> you flip out again. Now, I don't want to uh, please stop me if I'm getting uh, too personal here, but you, your your plan was to wait until you were practically a senior citizen to have a baby? Why do you always got to come at me? That's like how that? he no, does. Not, just, I, I don't mean you be like, you just be a jerk. That's how he does. <laughs> stop <laughs> putting your hands up, you passive-aggressive pansy. I just say it. Every I time I come in here, you just can't be a man about it. I get it. I'm sorry I'm selling tickets on the road, and I'm, I'm sorry I did it perfectly. 
I'm sorry I made the dream come true before I got saddled with a marriage and a kid and ended up unloading trucks for the rest of my life in a warehouse. I did it perfectly. My, my po- let me rephrase the question. Don't, you no. dick. Unbelievable. Just let it go. Good Lord. You're, you're 50, though, which is an unusual time to have a first child. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but if you look at the population problem, what I did was perfect. Because by the time my kid's like, you know, 25, 30, I'll be out of there. You know what I mean? So that's why I sold there. You mean dead? Yeah. Yeah. And, and me and my wife are two people, and we just made one. So we cut ourselves <laughs> okay. in half, and we'll both be out of there. So, like, what is the problem? What is the problem now? I got no problem with that. No problem at all. Uh, when your kid is 20, it'll be 150 degrees in America. He always says, hey, you know, it's great. You got up early. He yeah. always gives a soft thing, mm-hmm. and then, boom. That's but here's what I is. love. He does that to everybody. I know. And very few people actually call him on it. Yeah, and it I love that. I feel bad for the woman, man, or uh, they in his life. Whatever you're supposed to say now. I really do. It, it just, seems like the it's, wife. It's, it's the ride. It's the ride you get on. No, yeah. baby, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Close you back in. And you think, oh, maybe this roller coaster goes a different way. No, no, it's on tracks, dude. It's the same ride. I'm learning something about myself today here. Thanks, Bill. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on right now. What other passive-aggressive thing do you want to ask me? I adore you, Bill, and I, again... Hey, I'm a, bring me I'm, back. Hey, let's get on the ride again. See how it works. Here we go. Going back up the hill. You're proving Bill's point. Come on, you guys. Should I just sit this one out? Would that make everyone happy? Oh, no, I'm enjoying uh, now this he's more. playing the victim. Oh, I'll just take my microphone and go home. You're not even here. Uh, Kevin, why don't you ask a question? Tell us about F is for Family, season three, today. Yes, F is for Family, season three on Netflix comes out today. Uh, um, you know, I don't know. It's another, it's another 10 episodes. We, the Murphy Family continues on, if you guys have watched. If you haven't seen F is for Family yet, it was, uh, it's based loosely, very loosely on my childhood. And um, it just came from telling childhood stories on stage. And finding that people, you know, from, you know, everywhere from millennials and whatever they're called now. Um, I don't know what they're called now. Yeah, no. Everybody, I thought millennials were still in college. They're age 24 to like uh, like 38, believe it or not. Oh. Hmm. Um, Are they Xennials now? Is that the new one? I don't know what. That's something yeah. aggressive. I forget. It's a, well, you a, should it was, know it's a cool name for a generation. But anyways, I've just been telling those stories and everybody, you know, as much as they're acting like the world has changed, everybody's been able to relate to that stuff. So uh, I love the show, by the way. No joke same. and no backhanded compliment here. I think it's hilarious. I love that it's said in the 70s, first of all, because even though it's animated, it it's just so funny to see like people smoking everywhere and stuff like that. It's entertaining <laughs> on that. But I also am astonished by the voice talent you get on this bill. And I wanted to know how you line up these, these crazy names to be on your show um well a couple reasons i got in business with vince vaughn his production company wild west so that brought a lot of credibility and then we our showrunner is the great mike price from the simpsons so what happened was we wrote a killer pilot and how it works out here is to get it into the bigger people's hands you need to get that first big person to sign on and uh i believe that was it was either justin long or sam rockwell so you got one of those, yeah, and then people started paying Vince attention. Vince was friends with those guys and done movies and stuff with them, and then mm-hmm. so they signed on to do it. And then all of a sudden, it's like you know, oh, Sam Rockwell is attached. So then it's just then you can kind of move up the actor ladder. 
And That's it's, sort of, it's sort of shocking that you're, if you write a great pilot for a great show, that that's not enough to even get anyone's attention. No, you, you can't. You have to get some names. It can create, like, buzz and stuff. So I think there was a little bit of a buzz about bit. the okay. script, and then, you know, and then we got a name attached. You know, it's like any, you know... It's like opening a nightclub. You know, you got to have the beautiful girls are down there. Then it's, it's going to be good. You know? <laughs> right. But then, you, but then when you watch TV, you go, uh, I heard Bill describe what it's like to get a show on. And then you watch other shows. And you go, how in how the they, world yeah. did they make it through that whole process without maybe knowing uh, someone? Yeah. But a lot of that could be just it's just that show's just not for you because it's on the air. So it's probably doing well on some level. So. I don't I think don't that's know. true. There's shows that suck. There's there definitely are. shows that yeah, suck, yeah, yeah. but that's also your personal problem because then you'll run into somebody that has a T-shirt and all the merch from the show. <laughs> going, I love that show. How could you say that? They get that's life how it is. So here's the uh, answer, by the way. Uh, Generation Z is people born from the mid '90s to the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Born since the year 2010 is Generation Alpha. Alpha. Those are the children. Oh, of that's now. a cool one. Generation Alpha is a cool one. I like that. Um, hey, one more uh, episode family thing before we take a break and come back with the great uh, Bill Burr. And that is, you're, the Murphy family dog is named uh, Major on yep. the show, right? Joe Biden just got himself a German Shepherd and named him Major. I was wondering if you think the former Veep is an Ephesus family fan. That would be cool, but uh, that's based on my grandfather on my dad's side. He had a dog named Major. So like I said, it's just little... Uh, Little things like I, I when I did the show, I didn't want I didn't watch my my family to be like mortified that I put all our dirty laundry out there. Right. So if my family sits down and watch it, specifically my parents, if they could ever figure out how to do you know turn on Netflix, which they can't, <laughs> like they've never seen it. Um, they, they've never they, seen your show. No, oh. it's like they'll see elements of like you know. There's a few things that Frank says or a few mannerisms that are my dad, but a lot of it's you know Mike Price's dad, Dave Richardson, Emily Towers. You know, all, so you all try all not to pin it down to them specifically, so then they'll get the feelings hurt. Yeah, because yeah. I I respect the fact that I was the one stupid enough to to get on a stage and be hey, this is my name and this is what I look like. You know what I mean? Right. Because yeah. there is as cool as it is to do that, there is an element of, the, you know, privacy and stuff that you lose in that thing. So I feel sure. like it's a personal choice, which is also why I don't do jokes about my kid on stage. Interesting. S- send your parents a DVD, though. Give them a chance to see the show. I think they'll like it. Oh, they I don't, don't even know if I, could, if I could get that. <laughs> I don't think there's a DVD player over at Netflix. Did <laughs> yeah, you burn us a copy? They're like, we stream globally. Right, exactly. <laughs> F is for Family Season 3 available starting today on Netflix. We'll also talk about the movie that Bill's in right now and the stand-up that he just did at Madison Square Garden and so much more with our guests when we return right after this on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. I'm telling you, the show that Bill Burr does off the air, you guys, is a real treat to hear. (laughs) It's the one he does on stage as well. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, The great uh, Bill Burr, comedian, uh, actor, producer, uh, he does it all back in studio. Former paper rootist. (laughs) Former paper rootist, yeah. Uh, We talked about uh, F is for Family on Netflix, season three, starting today. By the way, you know, I'm sure you've seen this in your uh, Twitter feed, Bill. You already have people who have binge-watched the entire season, stayed up all night, watched it. That's right. That's my favorite thing. It takes well over a year to make it, (laughs) and then they just just shotgun it. Six hours, they're done. Hey, when's the next one coming out? I don't know, man. you got to give me a year. <laughs> you have a uh, film in uh, theaters right now called The Front Runner, which I don't think has gotten the attention that it deserves. But based on the fact that the story is so fascinating and a lot of people won't know it or remember it, and the fact that your cast is incredible in this with Hugh Jackman and J.K. Simmons and uh, Vera Farmiga and you and Alfred Molina and so much more. Tell us, tell us what The Front Runner is all about. Uh, well, first of all, it's the perfect movie for this time. It's uh, It's the Gary Hart story. 
And it is about uh, this candidate, Gary Hart, who was the front runner in 1988 uh, after Reagan had done eight years. And he was looking like the candidate that was going to win it. And uh, for the first time ever, mainstream media went into the personal life of a, a, uh, a politician's life. And they discovered that he was having an affair and his whole campaign flamed out. And I, I remember it being like six weeks, two months. It was basically, it was a week. Wow. He, wow. he, oh he was, was, was going to be the next guy, good-looking guy. You know the deal. Who's sure. eight years of a Republican. So right. now it's like, let's talk to the guys with the blue ties, right? And he was he, very charismatic, young, Kennedy-esque. And people uh-huh. just, yeah. they loved him. Had great ideas. And that's the first time mainstream media yeah, and that's, sort of went into the scandal part of it? Yeah, and that's what fascinated me about when I was reading the script was it was the Miami Herald that that blew it up and they had this big conversation like we can't do this if we do a story like this we'll be like the Inquirer or the Star like we do news this is like nobody's business and basically that happened and just got rid of a great candidate and what's crazy about it was like four years later along comes Clinton who just had a zillion of those scandals and he was uh-huh. just like yeah man I hooked up with all of them <laughs> want to hear me play the sax and he just plowed through it and I always pictured Gary Hart sitting there going like you could do that I don't know you could do that <laughs> what the hell but I, it really like the, the some of the people that have been weighing in on it uh, of course I don't know their names but like you know super intelligent people we're, we're talking about how that switch in media really changed this country, uh, both for the right and the left, in that there's a lot of super intelligent people out there that... Who would be good leaders. Who then decided, I'm not going to put my family through that. Because yeah. anybody, you, everybody's made mistakes, and it's sure. just like... They, just Or just the fact that I'm even looking for it or suggesting it, and not forget about the internet where there's like no libel. You can just say anything about anybody. Right. Um, and they, they get into your kids' lives and all of that type of stuff that it, it really hurt this country both on the left and the right. I agree. I remember when people were trying to get uh, General Powell to run, Colin Powell to run, and a lot of people on both sides of the aisle thought this is a guy who would be great. And he said at the time, he says, I'm not going to put my family through it. It's just not worth it. So because he, he had seen what what uh, the politics and journalism had become, yeah, I don't blame somebody for not wanting to run for office at this point. No, I people really on the don't. internet would have wrote a bunch of racist things and tried to find out where his family was and just put him through all that, and it's terrible. And the only way to change it would be if if regular people like us didn't pay attention to it, and you know, because it's all about money and that and that type of thing. So right. we should be deciding what's important and what's not important. Yeah, right. and we all know that we're not going to do that. Correct. Because Absolutely. we're a bunch of donut-eating, sports-watching <laughs> jackasses, which is Gary why we Hart. don't run the country. But all these super smart people that should be doing it, we should either. do them a solid... And stay out of their personal lives because, you know, that's, that isn't any of, of your business. And human beings are inherently flawed, so everybody's going to have something like that. So then it becomes you got to have somebody that not only is smart, they also have the, I don't know, the, the personal strength to go through it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, Gary Hart's still alive. Has he made any kind of comment? Has he seen the movie? Have you talked to him? Dude, I have like eight lines in the movie, you know? I was okay, I was lucky right. to talk to the craft service person. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, has, I, was, has he seen the movie? Do you know? Has he commented on it? Yes, he has seen the movie. Um, and uh, what, what's, what was the name of the woman uh, that he, he hooked up with? Donna Rice. Donna, Donna Rice. Rice. Yeah. She saw it. They all really enjoyed You know, Donna Rice thing was handled really well, where it wasn't the um, the way it was handled the first time around. And um, yeah, I guess, I guess he really liked it. And from what I also heard, that he was saying that he felt he was set up 
Uh, oh, really? No, but it means politics. I mean, that wouldn't be surprising. They're no, always trying to, to do stuff like that. Yeah. But it, um, I don't a, know. So I, I can't wait to see it. It sounds like a, a fascinating movie again. Oh, yeah, and, and Hugh Jackman and Vera Farmiga uh, and everybody in there is, is just absolutely Killer. incredible. Yeah, and It's that's, called The Front Runner in theaters now. Yes. Oh, it's out now. Okay. Yes, it is. Bill, before we uh, go, you, did, uh, you said your favorite 90 minutes of stand-up ever at Madison Square Garden last week, right? Yeah, it was unbelievable. When, when are we going to get to see that? Um, well, I mean, I didn't film it, so, I mean, I... I re- <laughs> okay, I, all right. I recorded it. So never? I recorded it, so I'm playing with the idea of, of how I can put that out, because I am going to be shooting another special uh, next year, so... but I, And I feel like there'd be too much of an overlap with the audio and the actual special as far as material, and I don't want to rip people off, so... Does that make it so much harder to be a comedian that you have to... You have to... Bur- you burn stuff by, by putting it out there? And no, now you can't do then, it anymore. But no, but then that's great. It's good. Okay. It's great, yeah, because then you get to talk about new stuff. You get to progress as a person. It only stinks, uh, I think, if, um, I don't know, for some people, like, material comes a little bit harder, you know? Yeah. But fortunately, I'm a long-winded jackass. You sure so I, I can get... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can, can talk a lot about, of thoughts on a lot of things. You can talk about anything forever. I really, I, yeah. that's amazing and to never me. really make a point. But, well, you do <laughs> sometimes. That's how I get people to watch me for an hour. They're like, this has to be leading to something. And by the time they realize it isn't, I'm like, thanks a lot, everybody. Good night. And they're like, damn it, he got me again. <laughs> well, you thought something been, interesting was going to happen. You've always been... Uh, so generous with your time coming in on the Kevin Bean Show bright and early in the morning. We really, really appreciate it. Before we say goodbye to Bill Burr and wish you a happy holidays, we're going to do 60 seconds with the great Bill Burr. Kevin is going to fire questions at you. First thing that comes to your mind, Bill, uh, just answer it and we'll move on to the next one. No, 60 this is, seconds. This, this with... is a dangerous game now. Is it dangerous? Okay. With you, I think it's going to be fun. These are easy questions. Okay. Uh, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Uh, lawyer. Uh, what's something people would be surprised to find out about you? Uh that uh, I like the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your biggest influence in comedy? <laughs> I like the holidays. <laughs> biggest one influence? If, if you I ha- had to pick one, yeah. it would be Richard Pryor, and specifically when he was taking you down and he almost made you sad and cried and then he could bring you back to laughing again. I don't know how to do that, but that is was the one thing that blew my mind uh, as a fan of comedy. What advice would you give your teenage self? Uh, go up to the beautiful girl and just say hi. Dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? Uh, oh, good lord! I mean, it happens. <laughs> I mean, I'm not dog, asking dogs, if it happens. Dogs don't really ask for your permission. <laughs> dogs haven't caught up to the Me Too movement yet. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a yes to me. It sounds like you don't have a choice. Is the answer the Bill gave? <laughs> thank you, Bill. All right, thank you guys. Thank you so much. We'll thank see you. Him. Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. First, though, how about a brand new Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup? Hit it, Steve. It's the Internet Roundup. We got it from the ground up. It's the Internet Roundup. This will get you wound up. Have you ever wanted to see a dog open a door? Yes! Well, you don't have to wait anymore. You missed a couple viral things living on the web. Mm -hmm. So listen, we pulled a couple of clips for you then. These are some memes and songs worth a look that you'll forward to your mother to post on Facebook. Mostly the net is a garbage time suck, but here are some clips that we like very much. It's the Internet Roundup. We got it from the ground up. It's the Internet Roundup. This will get you wound up. 
Sorry, we're out of time. Um, <laughs> is that uh, Muggos' work? He did, he did a fantastic rap for us. Yeah, that's Muggos. Yeah. Well done, Muggos. I'll let him have the credit <laughs> yeah, at this point. Dave, the King of Mexico, our producer in studio. How are you, sir? I am well. Thank you. Good batch of viral videos this week. We start with, I love things you didn't know about. I love that whole series. And they took on the classic Christmas movie, Elf, which, by the way, I probably watch more than any other Christmas movie. I don't know about you guys. That's a year-rounder for me, Elf. It's the, moder- it's the modern-day classic. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely. Yeah, It couldn't definitely. be any better. I think yeah. it's Will Ferrell's best-ever performance. But as many times as I've seen it, they still introduce me to stuff that I didn't know about the movie Elf. In addition to the candy spaghetti and cotton candy cotton balls, Buddy also drinks an entire liter of Coca-Cola, which is pretty impressive and disgusting. Thankfully, with a little bit of movie magic, Will Ferrell didn't actually have to do that. Practical effects helped out by connecting a tube to the bottle to drain it quickly. But the cool thing here is that the unbelievable burp that Buddy belches is real. Did you hear that? The man behind the burp is Maurice LaMarche, the voice of Brain in Pinky and the Brain. All the exterior shots of New York when Buddy first arrives were filmed guerrilla style, with Favreau and Farrell figuring out things Buddy could do or see. All the extras in the scenes were regular people that were just passing by that they asked to film. The scene where he eats gum off the subway entrance also elicited some groans from people passing by. But worry not, that gum was all pre-chewed by Farrell and placed on a thin sheet of plastic to keep it from being truly gross. Can you imagine walking down the street in New York City one day and here's Will Ferrell in an elf costume just <laughs> running around doing weird. crazy stuff, going in and out of the buildings and everything and the door around. I mean, that was just, I, I thought that was fascinating stuff. Can you imagine being able to burp like that? Yeah. I just met that guy. Shut the stunt burper? You met the that, brain? That guy, yeah. Maurice. Really? Wow. Yeah. I, I, Danielle did a signing for a Comic-Con in uh, some city. I forget where mm-hmm. we were. And uh, this guy, we meet him downstairs. He wanted to meet the cast of Boy Meets World. And then out of nowhere, he just started doing the brain voice. And I was like, oh, I think <laughs> he's here to be, a, to be a celebrity. He's not just a random fan. <laughs> oh, I would ask him why, to burp my why name. Why don't well, we do a burp off? Yeah, Let's now burp I would definitely. And, and see who can do the best burp then. He'd be great. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. Um, Jensen, you had a podcast for a long time. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have those difficult transitions that so many podcasters have where they're talking about a serious topic and then they have to get into a commercial for some sponsor? Oh, yeah, all the time. Where you like have someone in, they're like, my parents died uh, in a car crash. And then I'm like, uh, listen, Casper mattresses. Uh, you got a 10% off. Yeah, no, that, that happens all the time. That is exactly what this video is about. And this is not far from the truth. He dug the scalpel in deep scraping bone, carving up her insides while she was unconscious. She would never leave the OR. We can't live forever, but you know what does? A website. Build yours today at squarespace.com slash death. He had cased the house many times before, but on that particular night, John smashed a window, climbed the stairs, and placed a chloroform rag over Abby's mouth before he abducted her. It could happen anywhere to anyone, including you. Having trouble sleeping? <laughs> Try a mattress that's as soft as it is firm. Get yours at Casper.com today. For $50 off, don't forget to use our coupon code. He'll find you and he'll kill you. Yes, you. How awesome is that? And by the way, Allie, don't you feel like you should be listening to those podcasts? They sound like they're right up your alley. I totally do. Right? Yeah. So her name is Avita, uh, Avita Lash, by the way, is her name. And she actually is a uh, podcaster. And finally, your hero, Allie, Conan O'Brien, did a very funny segment on his late night show. Apparently, it is it is true that you can rent a family in Japan. I wondered Ooh. if that was true. It is a true It thing. is. 
yeah, you just go and you tell them what you're looking for, what your parameters are, and you can rent them to be your family so that you don't have to be alone in Japan, which is a very serious problem with a lot of air. And here he is meeting with the company, talking about the details of his life and the new life he hopes to have with his new family. My father and I get along pretty well, but I honestly think I could do better. <laughs> I would like a new father that would apologize for some things that happened between us in the 1970s. <laughs> Specifically, uh, when he lost his temper in the kitchen because I spilled a bowl of creamed corn. And then he didn't let me watch The Love Boat that night. <laughs> the wife. What are the boundaries with this woman that I choose? <laughs> oh, hug and shake the hands, but no kissing. So just like my current marriage. <laughs> Wife? She looks very beautiful. Thank you. May I ask how old she is? 48. Oh, 48. It is close to my own age. So this is a no. <laughs> yes. I'm from Los Angeles. And a man my age is required by law to marry a woman who's 25. <laughs> <laughs> you have to see the rest of the video and see the real uh, the family that he uh, adopts, basically, and seems very happy. He for may three never come years. back from Japan. I'm not sure. Yeah, you have a three-year three contract. For three years. Yes. Insane. Yes. Right they haven't even asked the 12-year-old daughter if a three-year contract is okay with her. <laughs> Which is my favorite part. Great batch of videos. You can find them where you do at krock.com or kevinabean.com. It's brand new Kevin Bean Internet Roundup. It's the Internet Roundup. This'll get you wound up. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. <laughs> Allie's here with one of my favorite What's Happenings of the Whole Week. Friday about this time. What do we do, Allie? We do something a little different in this What's Happening. We go through and we talk about our picks for Kevin and Bean's That's My Jam playlist. We're going to link it to at Kevin and Bean on Twitter and on Facebook. All you have to do is click the follow button. And you're going to have new music from everybody on the Kevin and Bean Show on... Uh, on the mic and behind the scenes, we all pick our favorite song that maybe we're into at the moment or a song that came up on our playlist that we haven't thought about in a while. And that's my jam is what it's all about. So, Kevin, you are up first. Mine is the 1975. They have a new album out today called A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. And I don't know if you guys are like this or not because it's sort of a weird thing, but I love songs that have choirs in them. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> because I always felt like that's a weird thing about me. But for some reason, I love that. And one of the songs on the new album that's out today is called Sincerity is Scary. Why can't we be friends when we It's a great, great song. It's a great album. Great video, by the way. Sincerity is scary. Yeah. is a great music video. I like it a lot. I always say um, if you can add like a cello or a um, viola to something, it makes everything infinitely better. Right. So that's your, I say that that's for your choir. Oh, <laughs> I say that for funerals. Oh, I, amen. Yeah. I agree. All right, Bean, you're up next. 
Uh, actually, Ali introduced me to this song a couple of days ago, minutes after it was released worldwide. It's the latest from Coldplay, although they're not going by that name. This is their world music version of Coldplay. They go by Los Unidades, which means massive unit, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it. Uh, produced by Pharrell. And one of the reasons I wanted to spotlight this song that uh, is called Elo is that uh, Coldplay is also, from Chris uh, Chris Martin is actually one of the organizers of this Global Citizen Festival that's going to be happening Sunday night. Did you guys hear about this? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be on TV. I know MSNBC is carrying it, maybe on other channels as well. But this is to I celebrate. I go to MSNBC for the, for the best music. Sure. I know this that. Is, <laughs> this is to commemorate Nelson Mandela's 100th birthday. And uh, Kevin, as you know, uh, Nelson Mandela was the guy who created the Mandela effect. That, that's what he sure. stood for. coming up with that. But uh, Coldplay is performing. Beyonce is performing. Jay-Z, Ed Sheeran, uh, Usher, Casey Musgraves, a whole bunch of African artists as well. And uh, Pharrell Williams and Chris Martin will be doing this song as Los Unidades. I totally dig that. That's a good song. Love it. Jensen, you're Mm -hmm. up next. Uh, This was my get up on last week, and it has not left the rotation. A 24-year-old kid named Alec Benjamin, who is a singer-songwriter, and uh, I predict very big things for him. His songwriting is so impressive because he takes very small instances from his own life, Mm -hmm. writes about them, and makes them feel relatable to anyone listening, which is what I love about songwriters, taking your own experience, making it bigger. Uh, This song is called Annabelle's Homework, and it's about uh, a, a time in school when he would do a girl's homework because he thought it would help him have a relationship with her and she didn't care at all. (laughs) Doesn't matter how many papers are right, end of the equation won't be you and I and now I'm just another who got hurt doing Annabelle's homework I've had that CD, uh, CD. I've had that album uh, that I've been listening to in the cartoon. It's He's really good. A superstar. Yeah, you're right. He's playing the Roxy next week, but it's been sold out since the minute they put it up. So if you can get tickets, I, I envy you. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, I don't want Kevin to turn on Alec Benjamin, but his writing is very Swiftian. It is Swiftian. At times. I don't know. All right, Ali, you're up next. <laughs> I don't know. It's what also Billy Eilish ish. Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish. Anyway, Billy Eilish adjacent. Yeah, love that. Okay, there you go. Uh, my band is a Birmingham, UK trio. Their name is Jaws. I don't know a ton about them, but I heard this song and I was like, oh my God, if John Hughes was still doing movies and you or know alive. how I feel about John Hughes. Well, exactly. There's a reason he's <laughs> not still doing alive. Yeah. He's still doing movies. <laughs> <laughs> but you know my feeling about all John Hughes movies. They had some of the best soundtracks ever and there's always these big sweeping motions and it's just, that's some of my favorite sound. And these three young dudes from Birmingham, UK seem to have that. Sound as well. They have a new album coming out in April of next year, but this is the first single off of it. It is Jaws doing Driving at Night. Looking around, where is she? Judd Nelson pops out of nowhere. 
Allie has a rich fantasy life, you guys. I really yeah. do. She does. Oh, I love that. It's like one of those songs you put on and then you stare out the window and pretend you're in a music video. You all do it. Don't lie. <laughs> Don't lie. All right. So those are our picks for this week's That's My Jam. You can find it at Kevin and Bean on both Twitter and Facebook. Just click the follow button. You're going to get all those songs in your ears forever and ever, you guys. Some birthdays for you. Billy Idol, Ben Stiller, Kaylee Cuoco, Chrissy Teigen, Steve Aoki, Ryan Murphy, and Gael Garcia Bernal. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Speaking of rock shows, we got one coming up a week from tomorrow night at the Forum. It is sold out, but we want to give away some tickets right now with the Smashing Pumpkins, 30 Seconds to Mars, Third Eye Blind, Greta Van Fleet, Bad Religion, AFI, and all the rest with a game that we like to call Total Recall. Total Recall. That's the game that we play. If you want tickets to K-Rock's almost acoustic Christmas. Oh, yeah. Total Recall. Almost acoustic Christmas. That's what you will win. All you have to do is recall. We'll also throw in a pair of Bud Light backstage passes as well. Kevin, you said that we were doing a game with a twist. What do you mean? Well, we're doing Total Recall where you ask a question and then we have to name three things. Uh, the listeners have to name three things in 10 seconds. But this time it's us. Uh. So a listener will come on the phone like Jerry uh, from Rancho Palos Verdes is first. So he's going to be on the phone, but he's not going to be asked the question. Mm. Oh, One of us is going to play for him. And if we lose... He loses. Oh, oh no. that's cold, oh, Jerry. right? That is cold. It puts a lot of pressure on us too because we we don't want to be the reason Jerry doesn't come, or at least we haven't listened to anything oh, wow. about Jerry. Oh, yeah. Jeez. All right, Jerry. So we're going to spin the wheel here and find out who is going to be playing for you and might win you some tickets to the show. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. By the way, consider yourself lucky that you don't have to do this. This is a tough game, right? Oh, it's la- so. landed on Ellie. Oh, Allie. God. Good news. All right. Allie. All right. Uh, we have so often, Allie, been on the other side of this game. Mm-hmm. Now let's find out what it's like for you to be playing the game. All right. Question number one, you're playing for Jerry. Smashing Pumpkins are headlining night one of our show. And since pumpkins are orange, I'm going to ask you to name for us three other foods that are also orange. Besides pumpkins, what other foods are orange? Good luck. Uh, carrots, pumpkin pies, Cheetos. You said three. I consider pumpkin pie to be pumpkins, by the way. Uh, Squash. There you go. Well done. (laughs) All right. Well done. She had time within 10 seconds to have an argument about one of the answers and come up with another one. Um, Jerry, you are one step closer to winning the tickets. Allie has got you in the drawing. Well done, sir. Oh, pressure on the rest of us. This sucks. All right. Eric in Thousand Oaks. Good morning. Happy Friday. No, thank you. Give him a ticket. We have a winner. Nope, All right, let's Eric, go on let's... to Stefan in Riverside. <laughs> Don't put Eric back on the line. Let's spin the wheel and find out who's playing for him. <laughs> Kevin's like the whammy here. <laughs> like you just don't want to get The no it's whammy, Chip. no whammy stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh. boy. Go Ducks. Go Ducks. There you go. Put him on the hole. He won already. Stefan, next. <laughs> Chip, um, how do you feel you're going to do? You've heard this game played do- dozens of times. Oh, hold on. Kevin, can you dig for me? Yeah, I can't... yeah. Uh, I think I'll be all right. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't want to... Okay. Yeah, most people. All right, here we go. You are uh, you are playing for Eric. 
Third Eye Blind last played Acoustic Christmas 21 years ago this year, back in 1997, if you can believe it. Speaking of blind, Chep, I want you to name three famous blind people. Any three famous blind people, dead or alive, in 10 seconds, go. The keyboards for ex-ambassadors, Stevie Wonder. And the guy that uh, Ryan Seacrest tried to high-five. <laughs> nice! Nice! Can I tell honest. you what's funny is that when I wrote this question, I actually put the guy from X Ambassador. <laughs> I gotta tell you. <laughs> Not knowing two of their names does make me question if they're famous for the yeah. record. You guys all know them. I mean, 100%. Honestly, I think we're going to take that. Right. I think we're going to take it Go too. Max. Uh, there could have been uh, Ray Charles, Roddy Millsap, Helen Keller. There are others, but I think you got the big three. So well done, Jeff. <laughs> All right, three. Stephen in Riverside. Good morning. Good morning. The guy Ryan Seacrest tried to high five is one of the top three of yeah. famous five people of all time. Absolutely. All right, let's find out who's going to be playing for Stephen here. And it is the King of Mexico. The oh, game. Boy. All right. Oh, uh, let's go, King of Mexico. Yeah, it's not going to I love that it's Stephen. Dave because no one Jack smack Stephen. talks more about our games than Dave does. Is your name That's Stephen or Steven? Uh, it's Stephen. Okay, Jack. Stephen. All right, sorry. All right, Dave, you ready to play? Stefan, maybe? Stefanovich? <laughs> oh, can Dave not hear me? I was Dave's born ready. He can hear you. He's okay. just being Dave. I was okay. born ready to play. Let's go. All right, playing for Stefan. Here we go. This is an easy one. Bad Flower is a band. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bad Flower is a band. Yes, that's what they call themselves. That is their name. But I bet they can name a lot of different types of flowers. Oh. Can you, Dave? I'm asking you to name three kinds of flowers in 10 seconds. Good luck. Hibiscus, rose, uh, sunflower. He wow. did it. He did wow. it. Nice. Are wow. we geniuses? Yeah. <laughs> this job. game is not hard. Oh, this puts well, more pressure on whoever's next, too, though. <laughs> oh, boy. That's three for three. Go, Stefan. All right. Let's go to Mike in Chino. Hi, Mike. Hey, good morning. Good morning. All right, Mike. Playing Total Recall. Let's find out who's going to be uh, accepting your clues here. All right. And I apologize, but it's me. Oh, oh. oh my God. Sorry, Mike. Welcome to our first loser. Hey, I got a lot of confidence in my man, Kevin, here. Which Bean always says before he knows I'm going to lose. Right. <laughs> oh, I really do. Why not? Uh, the amazing... On, here, here we go. You are playing for Mike. The amazing okay. AFI are blessing us with a visit on the night one as well, since it is widely known that those letters stand for a fire inside. I'm going to ask you, Kevin, to name for us any three things that have the word fire in their name. Three items that have fire in the name in 10 seconds. Good luck. Uh, fireplace, forest fire, and uh oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. He's on the edge! Oh! Kevin! Kevin! Fireworks, maybe? Fireworks! Fire truck? Fireball! Fireball! Arcade fire! You're fired! Fire crunch! <laughs> Sleep oh, now in the fire. Oh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. All right, do we have time for one more? See, that's what happens when it lands on me. <laughs> Daniel and Cerritos, good morning. Good morning, guys. All right, Daniel. Special edition Kevin, of Total Kevin, Recall. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, 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 Kevin. Oh, it's Jensen. Oh, okay. Oh, it's Jensen. Oh. You're in good hands, Daniel. All right. Don't say that. <laughs> it's Here a given. Go. He's already won. No, no, no. Jensen no. was doing a lot of mocking when it was your turn, Kevin. Let's see how he does now that he's up to the plate here. 
Since uh, you're going to be playing for uh, Daniel here. Yeah, since, I got you, Daniel. Uh, since Please. Southern California punk legends Bad Religion are playing the show, I am looking for any three famous religious people, famous men and women who are known for their work ministering their religion, dead or alive. Good luck. Ten seconds starts now. Gandhi, Kirk Cameron, uh, and uh, Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason, though. No. Just, uh, just a comedian. Uh, <laughs> Jewish, but that's not what he's saying. Guys, he's the most Jewish. Guys, Jackie Mason is the most Jewish person who's ever been in Hollywood. But that isn't a religious religious figure, though. I was looking for Billy Graham, Mother (laughs) Teresa, Pat Robertson. If I picked people who weren't necessarily off the oh, so you're Kirk just, Cameron was my favorite. No, well, that was a great one. That wasn't one. Similar, so you got Kirk one. Kirk Cameron works. Kirk got, Cameron does work. It yeah. doesn't Is he a matter. minister? It doesn't matter. Is he a minister? Still, He's a pastor. Is he? Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. because Daniel still loses. Yeah. <laughs> no. Sorry, Daniel. I feel like you could have come up with Pope Francis, for God's sake. Would that have even worked? Yes! I was, thinking Hollywood. I was thinking Hollywood. What the? <laughs> why? Well, why don't you listen to the question? Jerry, Thank Eric, God somebody and Stephen. made me look better. Is that, is that who we have? Those three are yes. in the drawing? Yes, yes. All right. Only one is going to win tickets to the show. And, of course, the Bud Light Backstage Passes for K-Rock's Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas 2018, Saturday, December 8th. Sold out at the Forum. Who's our winner, please? The winner is Eric. Yeah! yeah. Go Congrats, oh, wait, he right? said Friday. He did no, he say Friday. Yeah, I win oh, after all. He said Joker Dots, yeah. He's the bad one. Yeah, we don't want to see you, Eric. Uh, <laughs> oh, can't lose. But congratulations <laughs> and thanks for playing the game. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world's famous K-Rock. Guys, this is our uh, 71st week of doing Kevin and Bean's Keep It 100. How about that? No kidding. And we continue to get uh, fantastic requests from you, the Kevin and Bean listener. Um, we play the intro? Is that how we do yes, it? Yes, yeah. That's okay, we do that first. <laughs> yeah. I gotta keep it 100. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. How many weeks in a row do you think we'd have to do this before I would know how the bit works? <laughs> 72. Well, when you were on vacation, I, st- I had the whole order wrong. I would go right to the caller, uh-huh. and Allie's like, what are you doing? And yeah. it happened for three weeks in a row you did yeah, that. It, it did. Was, we're it not... Awesome. We're not good. We're not good. <laughs> uh, great request, as always, this week. And we thank you. Alyssa from Long Beach was looking for Neighborhood Number 3, Power Out by the Arcade Fire, which is a phenomenal song. Uh, that was texture number 99. Texture 101 was Matt for the Wallflowers, One Headlight, which I don't hate either. But mm. Brad in the 949 is the guy who texted as number 100. And uh, apparently we texted him back to come on the air and he was not available. Hmm. Is that correct? Uh, I believe so. He- I- he did not. He did not uh, well, allow us he, to call and put him on the air. Right? Maybe this is him. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 You got me. This is man. This is the B Rad right here. What's up, yo? B Rad is what he oh. goes by. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So we do have a mugs always standing by if there's a caller we can't get on the line. <laughs> I don't know who you talk about. This mugs fool is. This is B Rad. I already told you that. Okay. Uh, All right, B Rad. What do you have going on for this weekend? Well, you know, I'm going to lay back with a couple 40 ounces, hang out with my homeboys, and, you know, just kick it on the reel. Hey, Muggs, you know you're on the phone. You don't have to scream. He's screaming at the top of his lungs. It doesn't. And why are you being so racist? I'm not being racist. You being racist. Okay. Oh, boy. Excellent. All right, Brad from the 949. How'd you pick the song you came up with? Well, you know, this is uh, my all-time favorite band uh, from my all-time favorite idol, 
Mr. Fred Durst. Oh, no. So, oh, so I'm going to go. Oh, be rad. Yeah, I'm going to go with the one, the only, Limp Biscuit and break stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, yes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Keep it 100. It's all about the heat. All right, I'm not going to lie. That yeah. sounded pretty good. Right? right? <laughs> sounded pretty good, Brad. It's not too bad, B-Rad. It's not, it's not a, look, we all want to hate on Limp Biscuit, but you hear that once in a while, and you go, okay, I get it. That I like sounded it. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, who was surprised when the great uh, legend, Louis Anderson, stepped into the Kevin Bean studio, sat down, put on his headphones, and said, ooh, Limp Biscuit." Who <laughs> <laughs> was surprised by that? Yeah. That well, you know, great. I listen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Allie, as we always do oh. for Keep It 100 Fridays on the Kevin and Bean Show, I'm going to ask you, and you're usually pretty good at this, when was Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit a big hit here on K-Rock? It had to be either late 90s, early 2000s. So right. I'm going to say 2000. 2000? 2000. <laughs> 2000 is yes! correct. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Technically, she changed it to 99. Really did, but, yeah. Okay. yeah, she did. Yeah. She did. Well, now you know. So. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do when people ask me something. I was going to bed. Just fade out. That's what I do accidentally. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. So, Louie, God bless you for coming in, first Thank of all. Thank you. You don't, you, know, know, you don't know what a huge uh, room of fans you're sitting among oh, right now. This is such you. an honor for us, and I'm not even kidding. Thank like you that, so much, Bob. Well, you know, radio, I don't, you know, I don't have to suck up. I already have a job. So, <laughs> But radio is how comics start, and radio is how you reach people still. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you guys wouldn't be getting all that money you get. <laughs> and it's true though, and this is the still this is still the main social media of comedy. You know, you can see it somewhere posted, but when you hear the person on the radio, it's a connection. It's a connection with the local hosts and the people. You know, you grow. That's I true. Mean, you're going to work every day. You become part of people's families, and so that's we couldn't get on TV when we started, but we could get on radio. Yeah, and true. then we built that thing, and then you never forget it. Because it's you know you want people to come in the show and even though I don't care how famous you are if they don't know you're in town they aren't coming to see you sure yeah. well so. you're very you've always been very generous with your time coming in on the show uh, over the years and we've talked to you on the phone a bunch too Louis is in town especially by the way, 2007 weekend. that was the yeah, best 2007 <laughs> great appearance. Uh, he is at the Irvine Improv with four big shows this weekend, including tonight and then two shows tomorrow night and then the Sunday show. Tickets are just 25 bucks, which seems they criminally uh, underrated, so I think. Yeah, you need like three, that's got ridiculous. More. You'd up that that's 25 to come in and to leave. <laughs> <laughs> we Improv- want to get out of here. Well, it's going to cost you. <laughs> Improv.com slash Irvine. Uh, Jensen, let's share a little bit with Louie the conversation we were having right before he walked in because I know that this is kind of a kind of a big deal for you yeah, particularly I, today. I was a nerd kid who would watch stand-up specials all the time. It was like my main source of entertainment. And watching your specials were such a big deal for me growing oh, up. Wow, and you. Uh, you being able to deal with tragedy and so many things that came into your life with humor is, I, for a lot of my friends in comedy, huge inspiration for us. Was it always something that you wanted to do to tackle like huge personal subjects through stand-up? You know, I just wasn't any good at writing jokes. So, <laughs> well, that's I not just, true one. Well, but I mean... <laughs> It, wasn't, I, I it, wasn't, it needed to be yeah. real for me. It needed to be real for me. I was a fat kid, 
So the first joke I wrote is, I can't stay long, I'm in between meals. <laughs> no. And that still kills. You know, the yeah. joke still works. And you yeah. did no? that on Carson, right? That was my first Carson yeah. joke. Yeah. And, you know, and then my dad never hit us. He carried a gun. You know? <laughs> he never shot us. You know? He just would... Very effective, you know. I tried to convey my dad was, you know, a tough guy. It was hard to deal with a lot. But I wanted to make him human also because he was a human. Mm. There were a lot of good things about my dad. So you take your life and you just try to figure out ways to make it funny but still real. Yeah. yeah. You know, my mom, you know, first words out of her mouth at a restaurant, can we get some extra butter? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, but let us seat your party first. Huh? <laughs> so... I think that, you know, I didn't know I was influencing anyone, oh, yeah. which is the amazing thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just doing these acts. I remember I remember working really hard on my very first special. I couldn't sell it. Showtime didn't want it. HBO didn't want it. Nobody wanted it. I went to the local PBS station. I was popular in Minnesota. I said, let's, uh, why don't you guys film it? And you can sell it as a promo to raise money because I was popular in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So we shot it for $17,000. We shot at the Guthrie Theater in Minneapolis. It's called Mom, Louie's Looking at Me. Mm -hmm. And we raised $50,000. Wow. Yeah. Then sold it to, sh to Showtime. That's the one I remember, yeah. Yes. And uh, on Showtime, it was a big hit. And that was it. You know, we had to, you know, I'm telling you, people put in a lot of work to get where they're going. But you never know. Like, I appreciate what you're saying, but I never knew that you were sitting there. You don't get that until later in life. That's you the know, same thing with us, yeah. too, is that people come up to us and say, I remember when you told us about, and I think, I haven't thought about that in, in 10 years. I, you don't know, but that's right. the live audience. We we're just mm -hmm. I was talking to Christine out there. I said, comics get in here. They know that there's somebody right now on the 405. Ah, ah, <laughs> and the 101. For the last, ah, for the last hour the and the next yeah. hour. Um, going, Dad, you know, or whatever. <laughs> And uh, and you're listening, and so you're trying to connect. You you know you're in the you're going to work. But, Louis, you speaking know, of going to work, yeah, you just celebrated your 40th anniversary as a live stand-up uh, comedian, and you say you're having the most fun you've ever had. How most come? fun. I, it's because uh, we have a lot of comedians in. Not to interrupt, sir, but we have a lot of comedians in. Who's just like I just got to do it. I mean, this is what this is mm. my job, and I'm stuck with it at this point. You know what I, I mean? Would have but quit you it, still because I can't do it if I'm just doing it like that. Really, if I'm not 100 percent connected, would have quit. I couldn't do it because I'm there. Like I, I do a whole thing before I do the show. I do a mantra. You know, you're the greatest. Don't forget that. Don't forget God. Hey, God, make me as great as I can possibly be. I'm looking for the perfect show. I'm trying to do better. You do that before every single show? Every single show. No kidding. And then I go, give me some water! <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I mean, I really... I do, and I do prayers right after the show. I do thanks and gratitude and prayers. Because, you know, I was, you know, early in my career, I was a little full of myself at times, and I lost my way a few times. I'd mail it in. I wasn't doing the show. But now, I'm a thousand per percent present in the show. And you're I grateful show. every day. I, what changed? Yes. Um, well, losing people in my life, that changed. Mm. But losing, you know, you aren't famous forever. So you have dips in, luckily... They're good things. You have peaks and valleys. Mm -hmm. And when you sit in a valley long enough, you get moss grows on you. And uh, you get you get lost. You yeah. lose yourself. But then stand-up always kept me going. When I couldn't get a job on TV, I was in Vegas working. Mm -hmm. You know, three million people see your billboard every weekend. So, How many years have you worked in Vegas? Since 1984. Wow. I went from The Tonight Show on November 20th, 1984, to the Comedy Store... 
at the Dunes Hotel November 21st with Sam Kennison, Louis Anderson, Jim Carrey, Blake Clark, Harry Basil. We did a five show at the Dunes Hotel, the comedy store at the Dunes Hotel. I worked there one week. The next week, I got the job across the street at Bally's opening for the Commodores. Yeah. Just from that one tonight show. Wow. From that tonight show. And you were, and you were at Bally's for a, a while, right? I w- yes, yeah. I was at Bally's for 11 years. Yeah, I remember that. First, I opened for every single great act. Ray Charles, Glenn Campbell, mm-hmm. you know, Smokey what's Robinson. Like, what's it like to open for musicians? Because I feel like the crowd sort of... They're there to see Brickhouse. Is ready to see Brickhouse, <laughs> right. Brickhouse! And I would come out. What's the response? And I would go, do you like butter? <laughs> <laughs> What's this one-size-fits-all stuff? <laughs> um, you know, I would come out, but I was... You know, I had a completely clean act, mm-hmm. so they could put me in front of anyone else because the band really doesn't want another band yeah. to tear down the band thing yeah. for their then. But you say um, that, but ninety nine point nine percent of acts that go out on the road, Louis, have another musical band. That's just because the music company makes them. I don't think they'd do it if there wasn't. You something think they would still have comedians? Interesting. Metallica the other night mm-hmm. in Vegas, Jim Brewer. Oh, I didn't know. Right, right. really? We didn't know yeah. guys. Right. So, um, you know, lots of, I think there's lots of, it all depends on the act, but you're, I think it's a mostly an economics thing where they get the act, they go, listen, you know, their 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 agency or their music label says, hey, will you put, um, you know, Limp Biscuit on? <laughs> before, <laughs> That's the label I want to be on right yeah. now. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So, so I, you've seen, we've all seen great acts on before great acts. Mm-hmm. And when you're a comedian, and I wasn't famous at the time, so I would go, and that got me more fans. But, you know, I did 20 minutes. That's all they want. That's all you want before you. Right. I don't want somebody doing an hour and a half tribute <laughs> yeah. to try to go, I'm going to kill Limp Bizkit. I'm going to destroy <laughs> Then Nobody's going to even want to stay for Limp Bizkit. You know? <laughs> I love Louis' tough guy voice. Um, yeah, do you? Huh? <laughs> we have to take a break. I'm so sorry. We're so enraptured in this conversation. Right, well, Look nice at the time. Uh, Louis Anderson is here. We're not done yet. We're coming back with more. Uh, he's at the Irvine Improv with four big shows this weekend. Tonight, two shows Saturday night and then Sunday night, improv.com slash Irvine to buy the tickets. When we come back, Allie's going to cry because we're going to mm. talk about baskets and more. And with Louis Anderson, his book. I can't. His... I haven't even started on the dear dad. I can't. Okay, Just... right after this. Okay, okay the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. He is not only a legendary stand-up comedian; he is a three-time Emmy Award winner, ladies and gentlemen. Louis Anderson in the studio with us here on the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Allie, what did you say right before Louis walked in the room? Uh, I, I said I don't want to cry, but honestly, mm. baskets. You that said Christine show, is coming in. That show moved <laughs> me in a way that I, I every single year, I'm like, how do they top it? And every single year, especially your role as Christine Baskets, it's such a passive-aggressive, quietly optimistic, really loud, really feisty and sassy. It's all these layers, and I feel like Christine Basket reinvents herself every season. And I don't know how you do it, and she's perfect, and you're perfect at it. Ah. I'm going to go. <laughs> Is that enough? It won't no, get better uh, than that. It won't get better than <laughs> no. that. And, uh, it's, uh, it's something I can't explain. I wish yeah. I could. I go in there. I put the clothes on. And then I get the makeup on. Yeah. I get the wig on. And then I leave Louis Anderson in the in the trailer. And I, 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 I leave that trailer as Christine Basket. And I imagine it gave you kind of a newfound respect for your mom. Oh my God! They gave me everything. Yeah, like that. I just said. I just went. Oh my God! My mom. Like I never knew my mom got up and got ready to make us breakfast. 
to be presentable. You just don't to, think yeah. about that. You don't think about that yeah. stuff. Or I didn't know how much she stood in between my dad and us and yeah. protected us. I didn't know any of that stuff. I did not know. And honestly, I play the part as real as I possibly can. And I actually felt responsible for the ki- for Chip and, and Dale. Dale. I oh. feel responsible for them. <laughs> wow. And Martha. I feel responsible for all oh, these people. Martha's Martha. magic. Yeah. So I feel so responsible that I, when I'm mad, I'm mad, and when I'm happy, I'm happy, and I'm, when I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful. You're literally their mom. I'm literally their mom. <laughs> oh, wow. Did Zach have you in mind for this role, or did he see a bunch of other people for it? He wanted a British in? woman named oh. uh, Brenda something or other. I should mm-hmm. call her um, <laughs> and thank her for not being yeah. available. <laughs> <laughs> and then Zach made, he said, I'm looking for a voice. And he made the sound, ah! For my mom's character. And somebody said, Louis Anderson? That sounds like Louis Anderson. He goes, yeah. He goes, should we call him? Yeah. And they called me. And I said, "Uh, who is this? (laughs) (laughs) How'd you get this number? (laughs) No, and then I said, yes, I'd love to. Because, you know, I do my mom's voice on my ass. Mm -hmm. Right. I do, you know, I do her voice. I do a different voice for Christine. It It isn't my voice. I'm telling you, some kind of... It takes over you. Voodoo. Yeah. You know about that. Right? Voodoo? He's down sure. Lord, yeah, he's, oh, Bean does. New yeah. Orleans a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Bean. Yeah, Voodoo, so, very popular. Yeah. Here. So the vo- some kind of transformation honestly takes place. I don't let people call me Louie on the set. You don't? Nope. You must have an entire new fan base from people who may not even have been familiar with your comedy who just know you from that show, I bet. Yes. I mean, you know, you have, like, they're, they're like, you know, they're like you are. Yeah. They're 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 young they, and beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could play Christine's niece. Oh, please let don't me. Don't even say that out loud. Unless you mean hey, it, why don't, don't say you, it. Why don't you send a resume and sub? We'll send it right to the oh, the no. casting no, person. No, no, no. We could be Martha's friend. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh, this is totally a voodoo. This is going to turn into oh a thing where she just prays every night. No, but you really would be great. You really, Christine would say to you. Hey, kid, where'd you get that hat? <laughs> Christine should have seen yesterday's that, hat. Yesterday's hat yes. was a lot. Yes. Yes. A little worse. Louie, um, tell us something we don't know about Zach Galifianakis, because we're all huge fans of his and have been forever as a, as a comedian and as an actor. And he comes in that, and we still don't know. And yeah. that he and Martha were friends for 20 years, and he wanted her to do the show, and she did not want to screw it up, and he really had to convince her to be on this show she's such a lovely person she just was afraid she wouldn't do well and and he is as cruel as he can be to martha on the show yes (laughs) you know because on the show even 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 in between (laughs) like we'll we'll do a take and he'll go oh you really you screwed that (laughs) and martha will panic for a second (laughs) they have a great relationship she's a great person you wouldn't know that and you wouldn't know that zach sits and talks with everybody you know the the extras the the people that do it and that he'll hate i'm telling all this stuff and that on friday nights he gets a truck you know you know yeah food truck a food truck a special stuff that he mm-hmm. pays for mm-hmm. and that is the extra treat because people are working late yeah and so you mm-hmm. look forward to that truck you know barbecue you know lasagna Whatever the truck is, you know, yeah. I'm right he's there. He's that guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right there. Yeah. Uh, no, but he's that guy, and also, he's the greatest human being. Like, he he wants, he does a lot of stuff un, 
he doesn't tell you about it, but he does lots of charity stuff. Yeah. And uh, but he never calls me, huh? <laughs> I don't know why that is. Anyways, that doesn't matter. Uh, Louis, what don't you do a show? That's a, what is your show? I, we, I do Drop the Mic. We've that's a show. And, that, and you haven't done it, but no, it is something we have asked you to do in the past. Yes, I know. But I, yeah. but only if Zach will do it with me. And oh, That awesome. would be good for oh. right before basket. Listen. Martha, Zach, and I yes. will go against Zach. I would love this. So cool. Oh, Martha be amazing. as the Again. hype woman. Again. Yeah, because be she's oh, the... she would be so good. I am. Or if you would have not spoken so fast, you could have become Right. Dang it. Dang Louis it. Anderson comes into the Kevin and Bean show and just offers gigs and yeah. figures out ways that we can monopolize on his oh. life. And I love that. I love, love that it. too. Yeah. Louis, now, what did it, if you could put into words for me, obviously you've had a long, successful career, but what did it feel like to stand on the stage and win the primetime Emmy for your role on Baskets? You know, I just loved it because when they announced my name, I went, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I love the Simpsons. Yes, I, yes. I said, he was that's Nelson. how you feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how you feel when you win. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, but uh-huh. I got it. <laughs> and then uh, when I got up, I raised the Emmy up and I said, we did it, Mom. Yeah. I gave her the Wonderful. Wonderful. You know, we I cried. We cried phone. when we saw that. Let, let's take. Let's squeeze in one phone call. It's uh, Dee Dee from Los Angeles. Good morning, Hi, Dee Dee. Hi. Hi, good morning. Hi. I just, hi, I just really wanted to say I read your book. I dressed up like Martha for Halloween. Like, I just, I really appreciate you. As Christine, um, it's just, I love it. Her kids screw up, and she still loves them, and she's still there and appreciates them. Just, I am in such agreement with Allie that I cry every time I watch Baskets because it's such a wonderful portrayal of a family. Because you love each other, you hate each other, but ultimately the love's there, and that is what keeps you going. So thank Thank you, Louis. You know, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna cry, but like, I just, I really appreciate you. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't geek out normally, but like you, you just do something to my heart. <laughs> oh, Dee Dee, you're my spirit animal. I love Dee yeah. Dee. Dee Dee, I love you. That whole thing's gonna end up on the baskets poster. Yeah. <laughs> <for next season. laughs> it's a long, long, long poster. But listen, you know that that's a, that's a really great example. That you know it happens to me in airports. It happens to me on radio. It happens to me the strangest thing. It could be a guy who's a businessman executive, and he won't do what that happened but he'll re- come over squeeze squeeze my arm or get my attention and go oh man I just love that baskets and then it'll just go do you know what I mean yeah. it's just it's just an, a true acknowledgement mm-hmm. and um, my favorite thing to do in an airport is when I'm walking down the thing just to go chip <laughs> chip <laughs> Yeah. And then people whip around. And then I whip around. Yeah. Well, Louis, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but you have touched so many people with your stand-up, with your books. We were talking about a lot off-air and obviously with the TV show. I mean, you're... You're nowhere near stopping either, right? You're going to keep on going. And I just did going. five episodes of a show called Search Party. Oh, I love Search Party. Oh, yeah. TBS. Oh, yeah. 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 I did five episodes of that. Uh, FX was nice enough to let me uh, get out of that. When and, uh, is the rap battle going to happen? I know. Yeah. He's yeah. already in the it's TBS happening. family. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I'm texting as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So listen, um, the other thing I want to say is you never know who's going to stop down to the improv this week and do some stand-up with me. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. So big hello. All right. All right. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, good to know, because that's know. you should go. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I might not even be there. <laughs> <laughs>
Where's Louie? Who cares? Irvine Improv, four shows this weekend. Don't miss it. Tonight, what's the what's the best show to come see of the weekend, uh, if you know something we don't know, Louie? Well, the first show are always the greatest fans. There you go. Okay, all right. Saturday, Friday night, that's Saturday. tonight at 7.30. Well, all right. Yeah, I got, I got surprises every night. Oh, there you okay. go. Okay. Okay. Two shows Saturday, one show, show Sunday. Know. 25 bucks, improv.com slash Irvine. Ladies and gentlemen, let's all give it up for the great Louie uh, Anderson. Thank you, Louie. Thank you, LouieAnderson.com. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Were Allie's um, comments about baskets to Louie Anderson a minute ago longer than her question to Blink-182, do you think? I don't think so, because she wasn't drunk. I don't know. It seemed like Stay it went for on forever. Yourself. She had a lot to say to Louie about baskets, man. Oh, my God. I just... genuinely love him and his character. Oh, I do, too. Stop crapping on people <laughs> today. No, I was just, I was just saying. We need to bring Bill Burr back in to give, I give saw, it to you. I saw him fall asleep twice during the question, though. Yeah, she was like... reading it off a scroll. <laughs> like, it kept rolling out the whole time. I just like, when is it going to end? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of love in the room, wasn't there? Yeah. Back then? now, yeah. In those days. <laughs> <laughs> That was fine. Hey, it's uh, the final uh, What's Happening for uh, the Week, and Allie is here to tell us what's going on. You know when you write to a, uh, a big superstar, and uh, and they, they never write you back? Right. Ricky Schroeder, I'm looking at you. That was my one and only fan letter that I ever wrote mm, to Ricky the, Schroeder from Silver Spoons. My kind but, of reference. But uh, <laughs> that is not what happened in the case of a nine-year-old huge fan of Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry. Her name is Riley Morrison, and she wrote him a letter saying that she was pretty disappointed in him that there weren't girl sizes for his signature Under Armour sneakers. Interesting. Well, Steph, Steph Curry has responded in a way that couldn't be more lovely. Just a letter that says, beat it, kid. Beat it, kid. <laughs> you think it was partly because the little girl's name was Riley, like his daughter? Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. But no, I think he just, he realized that, ooh, crap, you know what? Riley, you're nine and you're so right on this. He wrote back, hey, Riley, I appreciate your concern and have spent the last two days talking to Under Armour about how we can fix this issue. Unfortunately, we have been labeling smaller sizes as boys on the website. We are correcting this now. I want to make sure you can wear my kicks proudly. So I'm going to send you a pair of Curry 5s now and... You're going to be one of the first kids to get the Curry Six. And lastly, we have something special in the works for International Women's Day on March 8th. And I want you to celebrate with me. She gets to play. More to come on that. <laughs> for the Warriors. But plan to be in Oakland that night. Whoa. All the best. <gasps> Look at that. Right? Wow. That's above and beyond. Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. What if she wrote back and she's like... Oh, my bad. I thought I was talking to Jordan about issues. <laughs> I was going to say, it would have been nicer if he sent her Jordans, really, because the Currys are kind of garbage. Yeah. They look a little like yeah. nursing home, right? Yeah, they look it's like, yeah. Dad they, shoes. I feel like you guys are taking away from the beauty oh, of this sorry. story. Yeah, it is a beautiful story. Yeah. It really, it's beautiful. Better shoes she could be buying. That's all. <laughs> so, uh, write to celebrities, and maybe they'll write back, is what I'm saying. Sure. It's not really what I'm saying. You guys, I, I read this and I thought, that sounds gross. But you know how Ikea does meatballs and people love the meatballs oh, yeah. at good, Ikea? Man. Yeah. Um, how about some little salmon balls? Hmm. Yeah. They, uh, they have... I didn't know salmon had balls. They do. They're hard to find. But um, the store announced in a press release that they're going to be introducing a salmon ball. The balls will be seasoned with seaweed and lemongrass to capture, quote, the fresh taste of the Nordic Sea. Balls, 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 bal
So there you have it. After a trial run, apparently a huge hit, you guys. So uh, that's kind of a big deal. If you want some salmon balls, head on down to the Ikea. Right? <laughs> right. Yep. Did you guys see uh, the Tommy Lee story with him and Travis Scott? Yeah. yeah. Sounds ugly. So, yeah, Motley Crue's Tommy Lee blasted Travis Scott over his use of a circular stage roller coaster that Lee claims he pioneered. Travis Scott has been using that during his Astro World Tour. So, Tommy Lee posted a bunch of videos and he's like, just found out this effing idiot Travis Scott or someone on his team ripped off the 360 and the Crucify. WTF, get an original idea, bro. He tweets just how he talks, which he does, I yeah, find man. fascinating. <laughs> um, so this this went on. Then a lawyer for Travis Scott told TMZ, Tommy didn't invent the concept of a roller coaster. And there's no legal basis for this accusatory outburst. The actual creator and owner of the system that has granted Travis all rights to use the equipment to complement his original stage stage design. So it's the same guy that's like, yeah, you can use it. Absolutely. <laughs> Get it out there more. When your know, life looks at you funny, take a fast lane. I think he's right. been saying that for years. You, guys. you know, uh, if you mess with the bull, go for the gold. <laughs> Excellent, excellent news. Um, when life throws you a curveball, yep. lemonade. Lemonade, indeed. <laughs> Jensen, did you ever hear the uh, practical joke that he played on uh, Dave and I? No. King of Mexico and I? Uh-uh. He invited us over to his house okay. when Pam Anderson was still his wife. Sure. And he said, come on over, but you have to dress up because my wife's having a big party and there's going to be a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And so Dave and I put on shirts and ties and we showed up. And he's just in his garage, like, making music with a friend. He's like... You guys really thought there was a party? She wasn't even in the house. They were the only ones home, and Dave and I are all dressed up, standing there in the driveway. And I was like, well done. Well played, sir. Well done. Yes. (laughs) And I will just wrap this up with uh, this headline, because I thought, well, why are they doing a story about Bean? The headline is, the Christmas creep is real. (laughs) But apparently, they're talking about how Christmas is creeping up on you earlier and earlier every year. And that's bananas. One of the ways that they found out was... Was it Bean? The Washington Post tracked Google search interest for the 1994 hit song, All I Want for Christmas is You, and found how much earlier it trends every single year. Is that right? So it's now trending in October, when before it was, you know, December. Yeah. Then it moved right around Thanksgiving, and now it starts trending in October. So It's like Chris- climate change. Yes, the Christmas creep is real, y'all. Oh, we're going to start playing Christmas music after 4th of July. I mean... Come on, people. I'm about it. Right? I know you are. <laughs> right? Don't you guys feel that October, November, and December should all have the same... Oh, right. Some birthday Don't even no. get me started about February. Oh, Does it bug you that Steve November Steve only has 30... Happy birthday, and that's what's happening. Man, oh Damn man, it. oh man. Thank you, Allie. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. <laughs> we all win with Strikers commercial free-for-all during your drive home. Today, here on the world-famous K-Rock, have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday morning. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Don't bogart that joint. Over to me. Obviously.
That is all of tonight's entertainment. We shall return next week with more of the same. I stand behind my decision. This press conference is over. I can't see you now. I can't hear you now. You're not here now. La, 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 la. Well, now, gentlemen, zit. Goodbye. Obviously, I don't care to make a big deal out of it. So I think it's sufficient just to go around and each of you say a memory or two of times where I've profoundly impacted your life. It doesn't have to be a profound impact. We're leaving now. Bong, bong. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It's time to make that paper! T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.